Jet Set Breakfast right here on SAFM, leading the conversation, Mike and the Mechanics, the living years. Can never really get tired of that song. Ashford and Simpson, I'll take the whole world on. So coming up, our next conversation, the importance of play for children living with disability. World Play Day uh, to be celebrated. Well, it's going to be celebrated 28th of May. Uh, Parents are encouraged to help children relieve childhood games. Cynthia Morrison is the NPO's director and her mission is to guide society towards a place where children are free to use their environment to shape their minds. She stresses that children need uncontrolled free play as a way to challenge themselves, test their own capabilities without this, uh, you know, restricted or conf- confinement of sorts of rules and limiting structures of organized sport. And she's joining us online. She's the director uh, um, at Chance to Play South Africa, Cynthia Morrison. Good morning to you and a warm welcome to Jets at Breakfast. Good morning, Bertha. Uh, and 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 hello to also to the listeners. Lovely to be with you on World Play Day. <laughs> Thank you so much for making time so early in the morning on a Sunday morning, for that matter. <laughs> so, no problem. It's, it is World Play Day, so we should be playing. <laughs> <laughs> You're up and about already. ACTP. Yes. What does it do? What does it do? Um, okay, it's just quite a small NGO, and it. Um, uh, it serves the need to make people aware of the importance of child-led play, firstly. And then second of all, um, we uh, we try and get the communities involved by um, a project that we call Play Forums, which is where um, the community gets together to have a look at the two about the two square kilometers where they live and to see what partic- what play opportunities there are there for children of different ages and abilities. And now we are, this year we are looking at something that's called play clubs. And um, again, it's, uh, it's trying to get community people, schools also, recreation centers, uh, to start a club where children can come in the afternoons um, and play. And there the focus is really on... Um, on traditional games, the games we used to play as children that children don't play anymore. And um, it's to, um, the thing is that those games, those traditional games, you know, they were developed hundreds of years ago. Children all over the world developed the same games um, out of their need for challenge and their need for entertainment and all that. But these games are now dying out because of technology, because of so many other issues like um, uh uh, school, a high emphasis on school, a lot of homework, uh, parents working so very hard so they after on the weekends they don't really want to go out and play with their children or take their children out to play. So that's what our play clubs are trying to do. We're trying to get children uh, back playing those games. And also, of course, those games are absolutely excellent for uh, physical strength, uh, for even for problem solving in terms of how am I going to how am I going to get this right? How am I going to avoid that ball? Or all those sorts of things, okay? And then uh, I was trying to think. Now I'm so busy with that, I forgot the last thing I was going to say. Um, I think we'll skip that. Maybe it'll come up later. No, it'll come up later. And I think you're so right when you talk about technology taking over. And I know I may just get a, a bit of a shooting from uh, trying to divert from technology. Why? Is because... I notice with children, whenever they have their gadgets, I'm telling you, you can try to, co- to, to, to have a conversation and they totally ignore you. 
And for me, that's very, very problematic in the sense that then how do they get stimulated if they're not interacting with other children? And so from, yeah. your, from where you are standing, why is play in trouble? Oh, well, first of all, I think there are too few play places, that, safe play places where children can go to. Um, you know, if someone, if, if, if let's say there was a nice open field where you could go and kick a ball around, there's a lot of children that would much rather go and kick that ball around than just sit there with their technology. But there are no safe places. And also, if there is a, a play area, uh, the, the parents don't want their children to go there. They're worried about abduction. They're worried about abuse. Uh, that, that, you know, those areas are unsafe. And unfortunately, parks don't generally have um, uh, guards or, or yeah, uh, there. So the, the, the parents won't let their children go there. And I think that is a huge thing. But the other thing is, you know, let's be honest. Uh, we as parents are not giving our children a very good role model because we forever sitting with our phones. And sometimes if you're sitting around a table at a restaurant, every person that's there for that meal is sitting looking at their telephone. So, um, you know, we, 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 we are losing our social skills. We are losing, and we are losing a lot of our communication skills, children especially now, because playing games, they would be talking to each other, challenging each other, negotiating with each other, all those things. Uh, but now all that is being lost. They just sit there looking and watching and not really communicating. So that's a huge issue. But I think, you know, um, a sad story, um, four boys and then younger, um, went looking for somewhere exciting to play and they found a place where a, a road had been built and there was an embankment of soil and these children played there um, and that thing collapsed and all four of them were killed. It's not the first time it's happened. It happened in Kherba two years previous to that. So children are looking for safe and wonderful places to play, exciting places that challenge them and you know help them be creative and that sort of thing and there just aren't enough of those places. Mm, that's so true. Um, just to let our listeners know, we're talking to Cynthia Morrison, director, a chance to play South Africa and uh, trying to find means and ways to redirect our children to do something that is alternative from the gadgets. Uh, we'll just take a small break. When we get back, we continue with the conversation and do make sure you interact with us on our voice note line 0614104107 or you can also share on our Twitter handle SAFM Radio or SMS rather uh, for one three nine one in the importance of play for children living with disability as well and uh, you know trying to encourage our children to say look there's always an alternative let's take a small break we'll be back jet set breakfast music culture lively and critical discussions on safm and welcome back uh, talking to Cynthia Morrison, director, A Chance to Play South Africa. And it's a non-profit organization based in Johannesburg, which was launched in 2011. And basically, they promote the right of all children in South Africa from birth to 18 years to have access to safe age and ability, um, appropriate play as part of their development and well-being. Cynthia, welcome back. I think you, you, you have come up with an absolutely uh, amazing concept. So what is it, I mean, have you, are there any established areas that you, your organization has worked on where children can go and play? Well, the thing is, and I've, I've remembered now the two things I, I forgot, two, two uh, very important things. First of all, we train. We train people on the importance of play and how to get play moving in their own communities. And so, um, you know, uh, there are actually 
I would like to say hundreds of thousands of children that are playing more because of our training. We've trained people in a lot of the you know, countries like Malawi, Zambia, and Mozambique. And of course, in South Africa, we've done a lot of training. And there's a lot of people today celebrating World Play Day by letting children play. So um, in that way, we, uh, we're only a small organization. We've never had more than two staff members, if you would believe it. Wow. And we've actually done, we feel, a tremendous amount. Uh, but um, And then the other thing is that the, 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 we have a, um, a project called Play Champions. And so we get people together to talk, usually on Zoom, um, and, and we, we see what can what do we think that we can do. What have we done that's successful? What else could we do to get children playing? Uh, but, you know, there, there are things that get in your way. For example, in Britain, um, street play is a hugely, hugely popular thing. What happens there is that members of the community get together, they close off a street or two streets where they live for maybe an hour or two in an afternoon or maybe once a week or once a month. And everybody comes out. The children come out to play. The adults come out, have a cup of tea or coffee with their neighbors, talk with their neighbors. Children can... Uh, Older children will ride their bikes or their skateboards. Younger children will play what younger children enjoy playing, riding their trike or on their little motorbikes. It's fantastic. But now in South Africa, we tried to do this for World Play Day a few years back. You've got to pay the local uh, authority for an ambulance, for the services of the police, for the traffic police to close the door. By the time it was finished, we had to pay 6,000 rand just for that. Oh my goodness. So, you know, we, we actually need the government to step up and to understand they have signed the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child, uh, which they're obligated to um, acknowledge and to support. And it's also in the Children's Bill of Rights, the Children's Act, that children are allowed to for, uh, are allowed play and recreation. So recreation is self-chosen, a, a self-chosen activity for enjoyment. Um, and so the type of play that happens usually in our country is you give a child this to do because you want them to develop that skill. Uh, you know, they must learn their colors. They must learn their shapes. They must, uh, they must learn to think by doing puzzles. And that's all very good. And children do enjoy it. But that kind of play that comes from the heart, that kind of play where, um, you know, where a child is playing hospital, hospital, because he's, a, he's kind of like afraid of hospitals a bit. In COVID times, children were playing COVID, COVID. Because they were afraid of that and they felt that through play they could work through their fear. That mm. kind of play is not around anymore. And nor is challenging play, which means I, 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 I can do all these skills now, but I need to make myself better. Uh, it comes from within the child. It's, a, it's instinctive. All children around the world get the same uh, instinctive uh, uh, play happening You know, w with, with our parents doing a thing. It happens. Nature's programmed us for that. Yeah, so we, we, we really need to understand that and we need to allow for more of that to happen. Mm. And um, <laughs> in conclusion, if, you know, someone, maybe some communities would like to, you know, to take upon, like, for instance, like you're saying, where they encourage their children to play, maybe learn how to then close off certain areas where their children can interact. Uh, where can they find more information about your organization to, just to get some guidance? Yeah, well, we have a website, um, and if they put in a chance to play, they'll come up with that website. Uh, but uh, there's one thing I just would like to say about, um, you know, we were talking about disabilities in the beginning. Oh, yes. Uh, there, there's just yeah, there's just one point that I'd like to make that I feel is so really important. 
you know, children all enjoy that feeling of exhilaration that you feel when you're going, when you're swinging, when you're going down a slide. Uh, children with special needs, especially mo mobile mobility issues, they can't experience that. I only know of about two playgrounds in this entire country that's got a swing for children in wheelchairs. And I just feel that uh, uh, parents with, we should really be thinking about that and be thinking of ways, for example, where they can push their child a bit faster in that wheelchair. Maybe, you know, get them to go over a little something like a speed bump, something that gives that child play is all about joy and laughter and, 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 and having fun. And so children in, with mobility issues definitely have a problem with that. They don't experience that enough. Okay, so now to get back to where you can get a hold of us. Yes. Yeah, on the website, there are some contact details. You can email us. There's a contact me section. So we'd love to hear from folk. Absolutely fantastic. Cynthia Morrison, Director, A Chance to Play South Africa. Thank you so much for joining us on Jets at Breakfast and have an enjoyable play day. Thank you. And the same to all of you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now.